0: good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon. Trent Condon and myself with you uh, for the next couple of hours, taking you up until noon as we do every Monday through Friday here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. It's a Friday. We will give away some barbecue before we get out of here. Our friends at Claxon's in Altoona, look for that, about 1145. We can tell you uh, that we'll use the Iowa State Old Miss game. We'll use Minnesota-Iowa. The Pro Bowl is going to factor in, as is tonight's Big Ten tilt, Michigan and Indiana. And then we'll do a tiebreaker and we'll use the two uh, local valley schools at some point. But that's coming up about 11.45. One person is going to win a $35 gift certificate from Claxon's. The runner-up will get $25 from Claxon. Two people will go empty-handed but get another opportunity next Friday to do so when we have Super Bowl props and we have a whole lot of football stuff, which isn't the case this weekend. Uh, we'll do a lot uh, with uh, last night's game on Michigan State and Iowa. Trent, I thought you made an excellent point yesterday um, that the officials, the, not the officials, the way the game is called is going to go a long way. and. And I'm not blaming the officials. Michigan State is a way better basketball team. Yes. Michigan State, when you're talking about teams that can realistically get to the Twin Cities on the first Monday in April and cut down the nets, I mean, they wouldn't be my first choice, but I wouldn't have to go very far down that list before I would get to Michigan State.
1: 21 consecutive Big Ten victories, and they're doing this right now without Langford. That's crazy. Think about that. That is a impact guy that mm-hmm. they will be adding to the lineup. Sounds like pretty soon, probably the next week or two, mm-hmm. he's going to be back out there. He's been able to shoot a little bit. Still in a boot, I thought the telecast yep.
0: said last night. Yeah. And
1: uh, said, I think Ezo said beforehand there was one day last week or th- this week that he went about three fourths of the day without the boot on. Mm. So he's been able to do a little bit. Progressing. But Cassius Winston. Yeah, he's a legit player
0: of the year candidate in my mind.
1: You know, and he, he has the look to me. Remember watching basketball in the 80s and watching the NBA and the guys, and they had the funky jump shots with the legs flailing
0: and that's what he looked like, because mm-hmm. it goes up and it's not pretty mm-hmm. by any means. But. You know who had that legs flailing with the funky jump shot that wore a Hawkeye uniform and is now c- collecting a paycheck over in Europe? And I think that more the more the more the, uh, the style of his funky jump set shot was meant to get help from the officials and, and draw contact. Aaron White seemingly ah. kicked out his legs every time he went up in the air looking to get a foul. But but I know what you're saying back in the 80s. Yeah. You know, you throw in the headband and he kind of <laughs> is that throwback kind of yeah. player. The boy's good. So is Nick Ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really nice player. McQuaid hitting, he didn't hit a bunch of shots, but hit some timely shots. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say that Iowa didn't show up because they did. Mm -hmm. They were right there. They were. And and Trent, the better basketball team beat them. Here's how I know that this game meant a lot to the Hawks. There was a sequence in the basketball game where the ball was on the floor, and I think there were four different uh, Hawkeyes and three different Spartans tried to get the basketball and eventually... Was it Bohannon that snagged it and then yeah. looked over at the bench and got the timeout? Like they hustled their you, they're diving for loose balls, right? They um, they were beaten by a better team, you know. And then we and Bohannon was they they wouldn't let him do anything. They were on him constantly, and he had contested shots when he was able to make a shot, and they weren't falling.
1: It was a night where the shots weren't going down. They tried to get it inside. They did that all throughout the game, and they were mm-hmm. effective. Mm-hmm. I thought Cook and Garza both had long stretches. Beginning of the second half for Well, the beginning of the basketball game, They uh, did Michigan State not have like f- three or four turnovers? Yes. Uh, this was a team that was locked in, ready to go. Uh-huh. Had a bad stretch. Sometimes a bad stretch is 11-2. Well, bad long stretch. This was 24-2. to Well, and they finished 40-17. to You can't have that happen. No. Not against a team no. like this. And I walked away like you. I think this is more Michigan State is really good than an mm-hmm. indictment. Here we go again. Iowa is heading down a bad path. Now, the schedule is very difficult here. Mm -hmm. These next three games are going to determine, I think, where this is. If it's just an NCAA tournament team. Yes. Mm -hmm. That road trip to Minnesota is monstrous. But I I And away. 5 o'clock
0: tip, by the way. Really? Ideal. Oh. Right into the Pro Bowl for you. No, the Pro Bowl is early. I won't won't watch it play. I think it's too... Because it's in Florida. It's not in Hawaii this year. Uh, That's
1: how I walked away from it, though. It it wasn't that, here we go again, I was terrible. Michigan State is really good. Mm-hmm. There's frustrating aspects of it. Fran McCaffrey used one timeout during a 24-2 run. What are mm-hmm. you saving those four, Fran? Right. Something we've talked about certainly in the past, but not over... sure what that mattered. No, but I get I don't your think point. So you know. Yeah, It is still one of those uh, overall. Michigan State's really good. Mm-hmm. So is Luca Garza. Luca Garza's is good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Fran McCaffrey after the game seemed a little disappointed. Speaking of. Your original point with the officiating, something I brought up yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What did he say? I didn't, I didn't hear the post game. He was asked, you average getting the foul line 27 times, Shot eight
0: free throws yesterday. Shot eight. Yeah.
1: He said, well, we went inside a lot. Mm-hmm. That was our game plan going in. Mm-hmm. You can tell he was frustrated. He didn't mm-hmm. say anything that's going to get him a fine. But without going over that line, he, he made it known. He
0: was a little frustrated with the officiation. Well, and you, this morning, retweeted one of your buddies, or yeah. the Creener. I mean, good God. I think, honestly, Trent, I think when you see a player flop it to the extent that he did or mm-hmm. try and, I mean, that was that was so obvious what he was doing. If I'm an official and I see that a couple of times, and then I see one that, boy, I think that was, but was he? I'm, I'm leaning the other direction of, you know what? I'm not going to blow my whistle. Mm-hmm. And
1: That was egregious. I mean, come on. He was flailing around, flopping around. Did you
0: retweet that? I did, yeah. Your
1: your Twitter account is at Trent Condon. Very simple one, at Trent Condon. Condon. Not not a lot of Trent Condons are around. A little different than Ken Miller.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. That was
1: an easier one to get.
0: Yesterday, I had to re-up some uh, prescription for my face medicine, and there was three pages of Ken Miller's before they could find me. (laughs) Oh, there you are. I'm always anyway. at the top of the list. Yeah, you're the only one on that list. It's a good one. It's a good yeah, place to be. I wasn't able to get Ken, a, at Ken Miller on Twitter. It's at I'm. I'm Ken Miller, which I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy with. It's pretty that good. Yeah. yeah, it absolutely was. Just give us a follow.
1: We have a good time over there.
0: That's for sure. Uh, that's, that's true. I'm a big retweeter. I'm not a big tweeter. You don't like to put your thoughts out there? No, I like to put them out here. Ah, I get two, I, I get ten hours a week to do that. Why would I? Why would I? Uh, you know, shoot one of my bullets on Twitter, <laughs> right? In hundred, well, it's not one hundred and forty characters anymore. No, it's 280. 280 now. Right. Anyways, um, so again, Sunday's going to be massive. Mm-hmm. Iowa, they had the lead at that. Here's the thing and i think we both feel cuz i know we were texting each other throughout the game we both thought yeah, i was got the lead at halftime they're up by what were that 4-5 four, 4 4 at halftime 35-31 they, they could have been could have been significantly more now i'm not saying that would have made a difference but i had the lead at the half
1: and you felt like
0: they could have had a bigger lead at
1: the half there was a lot of missed open shots in that one they didn't play a perfect half and they were leading right you're walking away feeling good. Missed bunnies too. There were there yeah. were plenty of those uh-huh. in there. So he walked into the second half saying, "Boy, you didn't play perfect, mm-hmm. and you're still leading. You got to feel good." Your guy had an off night. Isaiah Moss, Moss was eph. it was it was back to I bad. Isaiah, he, right? He was that, back that was out one there of those ahead.
0: times when um, you know, friend, you're doing the right thing. Just keep him on that bench beside you.
1: Well, and and during that run, the beginning portions of it, I, I saw plenty of people on Twitter get Moss back in mm-hmm. there. He didn't show anything that he deserved to be in there at nope. that time nope. in, in the first half of the game. You get the lead up to eight. They had two open three pointers. Good looks mm-hmm. from three. Those go down. Does it change the course of the game? I still don't think so. I still think Michigan State wins. It's clearly closer. <laughs> Maybe three points closer. It's, it's twelve instead of fifteen. Yeah. But those are the little things in basketball you can get into. Michigan State's a lot better. That that that's mm-hmm. the that's the takeaway here. And Michigan State's a lot better than Everybody in the conference?
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I liked Michigan earlier this year. Mm -hmm. I thought Maryland uh, was a notch below both of those schools. Michigan State's the best team in the Big Ten. I think plain and simple. Mm -hmm. And they get Langford back... It's it's the same thing year after now. This doesn't this doesn't guarantee as we've seen over the last few years that Michigan State, whether well, they're gonna to get through the tournament, is poised for a long run in this thing. We've seen that come to an end seemingly more so uh over the last few years than, than other years that uh Izzo's made a fast exit. Um but he's got some pieces and he's got a whole lot of pieces. He's got some bigs, he's got some playmakers, he's got some shooters. I like the composition of this basketball team. And the way
1: that he works officials. It is
0: He's playing chess when a lot of the other guys are playing checkers. (laughs) That's well put. And he's been playing chess a long time, Trent Condon.
1: You know, and and that's another thing with Freya McCaffrey. And I I know the detractors are coming back out of the woodwork now. They lost one game. They'd won five in a row. This is
0: Michigan State.
1: Calm down, folks. They're 16-4. Right. They still have a winning record in the Big Ten. Right. This is still an NCAA tournament team in mind. five
0: games away from sitting on your couch selection Sunday with where are they going, not will they be going. Absolutely. It's a good place to be. And that place won't be Dayton. Right. no good yes for the playing don't call it a play in game remember when you got oh, after yeah. Doctorman uh, right Scott Dockerman shores. well that's you know that you know what was behind that there's bonuses if well, you're sure. in the NCAA tournament and I'm guessing McCaffrey wasn't the only coach that had that uh, uh that had that take
1: they were an NCAA tournament team and watching that game against Tennessee that year you saw the NCAA floor it was the first time in a long time and mm-hmm. after the muck that they were mired in as a mm-hmm. basketball program, I don't care if it was a play in round. For me, I get into this with my cycling buddies from time to time. That was an NCAA tournament game. Yes, it was the play in round, but I saw them. They were on the hardwood. They were right. playing in the tournament. Right. He has made three tournaments. Don't try yeah. to say they're, that he's only made 68.
0: two. No, they made he made three tournaments. He's
1: made three tournaments yeah. in eight years, and it's gonna be four and nine this yeah. year. Yeah. Even with this loss and even as frustrating it was. But uh you know, I should this program be further along? <sighs>
0: What, what, you what's where is your nine right what, 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 when you say should they be further along what what do you mean should they be Michigan state? should they be Michigan? they're Indiana this year they're Ohio state this year should they be Maryland? should they beat Maryland maybe yeah uh, you know split split with Maryland look Michigan state is to, to the big ten, like Kansas is to the big twelve mm-hmm. they're the one that's wearing the bullseye year after year. Should you try and be that of course you should is it realistic? Probably not. Maybe not. Sad to say. Not that sustained success. right? Um, yeah, that's just it. I mean, it seems in the SEC you want to be as good as Alabama in football. Mm-hmm. Can you be? George is trying. George is trying,
1: yeah. LSU tried for years. Mm-hmm. And outside of Nick Saban, nobody's been able to right. do it there.
0: right. ACC, they got a whole bunch of teams in that conference and, you know, you want to be as good as Clemson. Can you be? It's, um, it's an interesting question, Trent, is to, should fans have higher expectations amongst this Iowa program and what's it going to take? I mean, they, you can sit here and you can say he's, there's, there's been year after year after year when you're wondering when he's going to bring in that game changing guard. And he's had some nice players. Mm-hmm. He just had, at that position. I'm not sure he's had uh, that game changer at that position. And maybe that's just a product of where he is. I don't know. You know, as you go through and you look at this program
1: and taking that that next step, a Sweet 16 run
0: would would that cure? Oh, I mean, if it doesn't trend to those people, they their real real uh, their expectations are out of whack.
1: This program hasn't been to an Elite Eight in over 30 years now. Mm-hmm. 86, 87. Mm-hmm. That was 32 years ago. Right. Do we want it? Of course we want to see it. Is but it it if, if you go, you're a six seed. You upset a three in the round
0: of thirty-two That's, and get to that second you know weekend. What? And yeah, you know, here's the thing about the being a six seed. I would much rather. I think a six seed is a better seed than a five. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I think the six seed path is. You know, obviously, it's depending who's going to show up at the top right, there right. with the three. Maybe underachieves a little bit and gets dropped off. But um, yeah, there's there's worse things to be a six in the NCAA tournament for my money, anyways. So. Oh
1: well, to in order to do that, you're going to have to find a way now to win. If not one, two of these next three.
0: So, what it, um, let me, let me check with, uh, uh, Shelby Mass, bracket, uh, bracketwag.com. I did see Lenardi drop them a seed
1: line. They were right at the end of the five line going into the game, he dropped, dropped them to them a six. Yep.
0: So, here's some interesting news for the local audience Iowa was a five seed. Mm-hmm. They're now a six seed. All right. Iowa State was a six seed. You can find them on the five line, according to Gannett's. Bracketologist Shelby Mast, who joins us every Tuesday from now until the end of college basketball at 1040 on Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Good plug. Yes, uh, so uh, Iowa is a six. Iowa State will head into Oxford, Mississippi as a five seed, according to Shelby. His ones are Duke, Virginia, Tennessee, and Michigan State. Michigan State. All right, you mentioned Ole Miss. Yes. This was...
1: Trent, I wish I could say I'd seen him play. Is Ansu Cissé still there? Yeah. Uh, n- no, no.
0: <laughs> Brett Abernathy? No,
1: no, no Okay, no. I'm running out of Old Miss basketball players. No,
0: they don't. They've, they've got a big kid in the middle, a kid from Poland. they got two guards. Yeah, they've got a Polish kid. He's a seven-footer, and both of their oh, guards. Oh, you know who that is? No. That's the kid that was at Drake. Is it really? Yes. Yeah, Of course it is. Yeah, The kid that left after his freshman yes. year. Yes, it is. Ola G- Yep. Alphabet. Yep. You got it. That's the kid. Of course it is. Huh. Is he playing well? Yes. He's playing a lot. Wow. Well, 20 minutes a game. Okay. But uh, now that wasn't a closer to home.
1: (laughs) Well, is it? Oxford, Mississippi, closer to Poland as
0: opposed to Des Moines, Iowa. It's
1: a couple of flights to get their home regardless. Regardless. Yeah.
0: They got two guards, Tyree and Davis, and the big kid in the middle. And you're right. That's the kid from Drake.
1: How things come full circle, huh?
0: Did how you, do
1: you ever say think his name Ola I don't remember. That's close enough. That's Chuck close. Reed can probably help us out, uh,
0: and I know John Walters will be able to more yes. because I'm guessing he's been practicing. Yes, uh, help us out if you're listed the right kid now. From Drake was a friend. Now, so this must mean he's what a Richard senior? Junior or Junior? Richard Junior. Richard, Richard Junior. Yep.
1: Okay, because he did have to sit out a year. Yeah. Wow. How how crazy is that? You mentioned that, and I looked at the name and.
0: Yeah, the Drake kid. Yeah, seven-footer and two good guards, and that's all I know about them. That's all I know about them. uh, And they beat Baylor early in the year. mm -hmm. Now, I'm not sure, you know, we know that Baylor wasn't... Baylor's playing better than them. Baylor's a legitimate basketball team right now. Mm -hmm. Not going to win the Big 12, but they're a tournament team, uh, at least at this point. Baylor's better. Uh, But they did pick off the Bears uh early in November. So anyways. All right. Tom Cakert is coming up. HawkeyeReport.com. Dylan Montz on Iowa State at ten forty five. We'll do more on this uh on on this uh old Miss Iowa State game. Matt Norlander, excited to have him. Wish we could have him more. CBS Sports dot com. Uh Matt Norlander is as good of a resource in college basketball. He's along the lines of Fair to say, Jeff Goodman? Yes, absolutely. A Um, rising
1: star at CBS, I believe. Yeah,
0: because he's how old, would you say? Early 30s, mid-30s, your age? He's a couple years younger than me. Mid-30s, yeah. Mid-30s. Yep. Uh, Matt Norlander is terrific. We've got a couple of really good college basketball guys on a national scale. Rob Doster joins us every Monday from NBC Sports. We wish we could have more opportunities to talk to Matt Norlander, and we'll see if we can uh, make that happen. But Matt Norlander at about 11.15, and then we're going to go to Vegas Uh, Jason Symbol CG Technology will do some Super Bowl odds. What? happened to well we know what happened but how big of uh, uh how long was the line of sharps when the super bowl number was posted to make it move as much as it did as quickly as it did that amongst other things with jason and then at eleven forty-five, or as close to it as we possibly can get we will give away Claxon's barbecue give you four games including old miss iowa state including the gophers and the hawkeyes the pro bowl point spread no no point spread afc nfc who you got AFC, NFC, who you want. Just I'll pick, pick them. them. Give me the game. And then um, tonight's Big Ten tilt. You want to do that? Michigan In, at Indiana? Michigan at Indiana. Michigan is a four and a half point favorite. Hey. Want to use that? I like that game. Do you? How'd you do last night, by the way? I know you didn't do well. You bet I won the money line. I that did. was your last, uh, the last words you uttered on this station here yesterday. Boy, was I feeling up. good.
1: Up eight in the second half. Now,
0: what did you get the money line at? Plus 195. Ooh, you got to take a swing at that. I thought it, it was a bet that I would
1: make again. It's not mm-hmm. one that, what a moron I am. I mm-hmm. would make that bet again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Overall, good week has been good in college basketball. I think. Well, your weekend, you go back. You weren't you four and eleven? I had a big hole to dig myself out of. Thank, (laughs) thank goodness for this week. We'll see. There's so many games. That that's my problem. When you get to especially Saturday, you have to play them
0: all. Trent. you're aware of that,
1: right? Well, I gotta have a little something all throughout the day, don't so, you? You got to play for a window. I get what you're calling. Right? You got something at eleven, yeah. something at
0: on one, three. It's like my five. grandpa always said, when you get to the well, in his case, to the last race, or in your case, to the last window, mm-hmm. he'd look at me and he'd say, he's reaching in his wallet and he or in his pocket wherever he had his <laughs> wad of money. Son, it's time to get even. Or even worse. <laughs> ben there. He Usually me, the latter. Yep. Taught me how to read a racing form. It's his fault. Uh, <laughs> and I loved every minute of it. We'll take a timeout. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com, joins us next. Dylan Mons Tribune, 1045. Miller and Condon till noon. Glad you're with us. We're here every Monday through Friday uh, on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. Welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com momentarily. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune at about 1045. Portions of the program brought to us by our friend, Dr. Stephen Fuller. Uh, he's my dentist, Dr. Stephen Fuller. If you are looking for a new dentist new to the area, can't remember the last time you've been to the dentist, or if he's still practicing, it's been so darn long. Uh, I highly recommend Dr. Stephen Fuller. They're on the eastern... Side of Polk County, uh, East 29th Street in Des Moines and 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, 2822 East 29th Street, Des Moines, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Let's get to Tom Kaker, uh as he joins the program. Tom, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Tom Kaker?
2: Doing well. How are you guys?
0: Doing well. Uh, give us kind of, um, an idea. Uh, Carver Hawkeye last night, um, apparently for both those of you that are there on a, on a game by game basis, uh, pretty, a uh, pretty wrapped, uh, fired up crowd, at least for a while. Was it a different atmosphere, at least in the beginning than you've seen maybe so far this year? Yeah,
2: it was because they had, uh, the students were there and the students were fired up and they were into it and, it's a different arena when they've got that student section full, and the, the fans are uh, those those fans, the, the younger ones are, are excited and interested and active, uh, screaming and everything. They it really made a difference, and you could see the excitement from the Iowa players as well, uh, just having uh, their fellow students there with them.
1: The configuration of Carver is uh, difficult to make it a great environment. Just the way that the rows all kind of come down together there at the bottom and everything else, short of a complete reconfiguration, what else can be done? I, the one thing I always see every time I make it to Carver is those huge areas now back behind the baskets. Yep. Can't they put some risers there and get some students behind? Hassel pointed that
0: out last night on Twitter. Did, he? Did you see that? Yeah. yeah,
1: It's something that I've always been baffled by, and I understand they had to do some things for uh, you know for for wheelchairs and the like down there, but there's so much empty room close to the floor.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, that one area, that's for the, um, you know, as you mentioned, that's where they're, um, when they redid things a little bit, now they've put those seats up top. That's where they've uh, put the, you know, handicapped individuals uh, because it's easier access. It's not like you can really get into the, you know, they can get in and out a lot easier if you're uh, disabled. So that's, that's part of the reason they have that. Uh, down there at that one end, and that's not the student end either. That's the, the student end is on the opposite side where they have the pep band.
0: Uh, Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com is our guest. Tom, what uh, my takeaways from this game were, were a couple of them. Um, well, is Michigan State's better. Uh, Luca Garza's really good. Uh, and, and Iowa, you know, you, are going to look at the box score. And if, if you didn't watch the game, oh, they got beat by 15. They gave up 82 points. You would think that it was, you know, going back to last year as far as the, def- uh, effort or lack of last year on the defensive end of the floor. They forced a whole lot of turnovers at Michigan State, particularly in the first 20 minutes. I didn't think that uh, that I saw at any point that this team lacked any effort. They're diving on the uh, on the floor for loose balls. I thought that the effort was clearly there, and I think the turnovers uh, are a pretty good indicator of that.
2: Yeah, if you looked at a couple of key stats like the turnover number, you would have thought Iowa may have won the game because you know Iowa's turnovers were low. Michigan State's what they have nineteen turnovers. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, and they didn't shoot it crazy good. They got to the line a ton, uh, which I think was what Fran was most upset about, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that being really imbalanced a, a little bit. Uh, but other than that, you know, I thought I will you know, the effort was there. They just, it, it's one of those, uh, you guys follow sports too, uh, when you have a hot game where you can't miss, you're going to regress to the mean sometimes, and uh, that's kind of what happened. Is and Michigan State had a lot to do with that. They're just they're just a really good basketball team. It's you know the the individual players. I mean, it's not like they've got these surefire top five picks like they had last year, but just as a collective unit, they're just they they grind you to death, and um and they're just really good.
1: So, Tom, you mentioned Fran McCaffrey in the post game press conference. I. Read the transcript after the game. He did seem frustrated. I listened to his comments with Bobby Hanson. Seemed very frustrated at that time, too. So take us a little bit deeper there. Iowa only gets to the free throw line eight times. One of the best teams in the country getting to that. And uh, Fran did not sound like very happy with the crew out on the floor last night.
2: Yeah, he wasn't. And I, I think it's particularly in the second half when he was talking in the post game about they wanted to pound it down low. I think they wanted to go after Nick Ward because he had two fouls, and mm-hmm. they thought, well, if we can get an early one on him, an early third foul, get him on the bench. in Michigan State's probably a little bit different team at that point without Ward because Ward had just, I mean, he ended up between the two games making 13 straight shots against mm. Iowa, uh, all of them, Jeez. I think, within two feet. <laughs> wow. uh, it seemed like. Uh, but he, they, I think they went after him. Ah, uh, they didn't get any calls. Cook did get going there, mm-hmm. but it was Cassius Winston with three really important threes early in the second half that kind of matched Cook, kept them going, and then uh, you know Cook uh, cooled off a little bit, and that's when you know McQuaid hits a couple threes, and they just go on that run, and then the next thing you know. Game over.
0: Mm. And you know, while, while we're praising Iowa's defensive effort, uh, Michigan State likewise. I mean, Bohannon—they just—they uh, did not give him any space all night long. Moss had a disappointing shooting night, but particularly Bohannon. They knew uh, what a threat that he is, game in and game out, and they were going to try and uh, take him out of the game. And they did a really nice job of doing that, Tom.
2: And they've they've done that to Wieskamp Camp as well. Two games, uh, they you know I thought he just kind of got freshman eyes a little bit. Uh, up at East Lansing. just uh, The moment was a little bit big for him early in his career on the road. Uh, but yeah, in this one they they really got after him as well and he didn't have a great game. So they've got to have some combination of Bohannon, Moss, Wieskamp, uh, two of those guys to have pretty good games and, and they didn't have that last night. Uh, it was mainly in the second half. It was Garza and Cook that scored mm-hmm. most of the points.
1: It was. It was going inside, and they were a big part here. Michigan State is really good. What does this say about Iowa to you? What What does this say going forward about this basketball team?
2: I I still think they're... And it's kind of where I've been most of the year. I, I thought they could be good. I didn't know if they could be great. I don't know if they're a great team. I think they're a great team when they shoot it really well. Uh, I think there's... They're very much. I, I don't think anybody's going to argue anymore that they're a bad defensive team. No, I they're way they're, better. Yep, they're way better. Yep. They're not great.
0: No, but they're way but better they're, than last year.
2: They're they're um good to good plus if yeah. that's a term. I mean, it's just they're they're just not terrible. They're way
0: not more bad effort bad. this year, Tom, and de- and you know, defense is all effort. You got you got to want to, and they want to this year.
2: Yeah, and that that loose ball in the first half where everybody was Loved scrambling, it. and I I thought. I thought Spencer Lee was going to come out there for a minute and wrestle somebody. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Um, you know, or Stan, Sam Stoll maybe would come out, uh, strolling out there. But yeah, they, it, you know, they've really got after it and it's encouraging, but it's, you know, big game on Sunday against Minnesota, I think, just because you, know, you look at the Ken Palm things and, uh, I was favored right now to go up to the barn and win. And if they can get that one, Cause this four game stretch is really tough. Michigan next Friday. Uh, and then you go to Indiana, Indiana, Indiana yeah. team that's playing for its life right now. Right. I think. Yep. So, um, that, that's not going to be easy. That's it. They're cornered right now. I think the rest of the way. Uh, so a big stretch for Iowa and then it kind of cools off a little bit more and you get Rutgers and Northwestern kind of stuff and, and manageable uh, after that.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, Tom. A 5 o'clock tip. Uh, you can hear the game down the dial and uh, 1040 WHO pregame at 4. I would assume it's a 5 o'clock tip if you can't be in front of your TV. You know, where are you on Minnesota? I think everybody that was, uh, you know, home in front of a TV uh, earlier this week was turned on or at least uh, was alerted on Twitter, get over to uh, get over to the Minnesota-Michigan game. What a comeback by the Gophers, and it obviously didn't go their way as a buzzer beater. Um, uh, sent them to their you know, second loss in their last three games. They've lost three out of five. Their wins in that stretch are Rutgers and Penn State. They do have a nice win over Wisconsin. They beat Nebraska earlier this year. I'm not, you know, I don't know what to make of this Minnesota uh, team, Tom. And you just kind of hit the nail on the head. Ken Palm's got him favored. This is one that you'd like to think, and especially in this stretch. You'd like to put this one in the win column. Uh,
2: Minnesota is maybe the most confounding team, because I think they've got one of the more talented rosters, uh, at least starting five wise in the big 10. And there've been times when I've seen them play, uh, where they've been really, really good. And then there's been other times where it's just inexplicable what they do. And, uh, you know, Murphy is, you know, he's right there with Tyler cook pound for pound, Mm -hmm. toughest power forwards in the, in the conference. Um, they've, you know, coffee's coffee, what, 18 a game now. Is he really uh, up to that he's many? He's kind wow. of really developed, and he's a hard, hard to guard because he's just so long, uh, they got, McBrayer's always been a guy that I've liked. They've, their turo kid is powerful underneath. They've, Eric Curry's coming back into form after that uh, knee issue last year. Yeah, he year. missed a
0: lot of games, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, and he seems to be rounded back into form, so, They've got some pieces, uh, and you know the barn has not been kind to Iowa at times over the years. So, uh, going to be an interesting game on Sunday afternoon.
1: And Cale Shearer will uh, be the Charles Bugs special. I can. I can That's your see guy this that. year, Trent. I'm, I'm calling it right now. He's going to go out there and hit about seven three pointers, and I will lose eighty-eighty. Charles Bugs. Uh, <laughs> I know you love Charles Bugs. You love a Charles Bugs reference.
2: Oh my God! And then he transferred out like a year later because yes, he yes. never got
1: any playing time. <laughs> That's Right? He that sure was good that. He night. had that cold night <laughs> against Iowa in the Big Ten, though.
0: Was that the same night where the uh, the uh, one one of the players clearly stepped out of bounds right in front of the official? that was looking down at the on the end line. I think was you're that the right. same game? Do you remember Tom? Might have, been. Might have been, but yeah, that was like wasn't that uh, was it Ellingson? Yeah, I think it was. was yes, yes, yes. He was involved in that. Yes.
2: Yeah, it was Brady Ellison.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> fun trip down because. memory lane. Uh, any football news this week, Tom? A Kind of slow period. Yeah, it's pretty quiet. They're gonna. Uh,
2: I think what they're doing right now is trying to wrap up this recruiting class and get. Uh, you know, they're at eighty of eighty-five scholarships right now, so they've got some some rides to give. But this is like spring basketball recruiting right now, where. Guys who guys just get completely over recruited because there's just not a lot the the shelves aren't stocked it's like high uh, v hours before a, a winter <laughs> storm hit right. where you're in there and the bread aisle's empty and you got to take this ugly piece of rye and and pretend to pumpernickel really <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah
2: hey
1: a couple more for you Tom from me before we get out of here I don't know I can't remember if we talked about Gavin Williams yet. You have a a different perspective, obviously, with the recruiting. Made the commitment a couple weeks ago and on his way uh, over to Dowling Catholic, where he'll play his senior year. Uh, Tell us, from the recruiting perspective, your thoughts on Gavin Williams.
2: Yeah, he's really talented, clear number one guy in in the state of Iowa uh, in this class, I think. Um, And a skill position guy in the state of Iowa, which doesn't come around every year either. So uh, a big get for Iowa. Um, you know, cause there was a time when I think everybody thought he was probably going to Iowa State and maybe mom favored the cyclones and it was going to be tough to get him. Uh, and then, you know, this one just sort of popped. We, you know, kind of got a feeling about 24 hours ahead of time that this might pop and it did. And, uh, pretty, yeah, really good get for Iowa to get going. Their first in state commit of the class in 2020. Um, and, and maybe he's going to attract some other. Guys in state to uh, to come with them, and uh, but uh, as you guys know, in your area, his his uh, status right now is pretty controversial, given his transfer and everything at the high school level.
1: A lot of frustrated people over in Eastern Polk County, as you would imagine uh, about that one time. Hey, last thing for you, Iowa baseball, which is a fun talker as we're searching for topics in the spring, but saw that Iowa baseball's losing a couple of their coaches, Rick Heller looking to replenish that staff. What can you tell us there?
2: Yeah. Two of the assistants, um, got approached at a, a baseball thing, uh, you know, not long ago. And they, they were just kind of went into a meeting with, uh, what they thought was going to be somebody from the Yankees. They're just kind of picking their brain about the, um, you know, some of the technology that I was using for hitting and pitching some those track man technology and how they've utilized it. And I was really done a great job in that area. And, uh, they walk into the meeting and it's like six guys from the Yankees and they're offering them jobs. Wow! <laughs> so, um, it's hard to, <laughs> you know, you know, like George Costanza would say, it's hard to turn down the Yankees.
0: You know, the Yankees. <laughs> yeah.
2: so, um, what a great so
0: series he, that was. My God.
2: Yeah. So they've, um, you know, Rick's had their retool, but I was told, uh, you know, earlier this week that, that Rick's got two guys that he's really excited about people that he knows, and they've been, uh, last two weeks kind of getting those guys up to speed on everything. And, uh, so it should be a really seamless transition. And Iowa Baseball starts practice officially today. Indoors. Yeah. Indoors, I hope. <laughs>
0: indoors. <laughs> uh, Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. Great stuff, Tom, as always. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you a week from today. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. The Pac 12 has declined the option. As far as holding their championship game at Levi Stadium in 2020, see you in Vegas. See you in Vegas. What a great idea! That um, that bowl game that's always on the first Saturday. It involves a uh, usually a Mountain West and a Pac-12, yep. right? Mm-hmm. That needs to be two. No, no offense, the Mountain West. No, 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 no. Keep that and and, and bring who? And Big add, Ten, Big Twelve, and then
1: add another bowl oh, game. Oh, after Christmas, after Christmas, closer to the New Year. Big 10, now Big 12. Now you're talking. We don't have Big 10, Big 12. they They're Currently, with the bowl affiliation, that, that is not a part of it. Make that. Get rid of San Francisco for the Big 10. Okay. Cross that off. Mm-hmm. Vegas against a Big 12 team. Hey, where do I get my Who check that idea? Who was there this idea? year?
0: That was uh, Northwestern Utah, was in it? Yes. Wasn't it? Yes. Hundreds of fans in attendance for that. And the game was broadcast on, was it Fox. FS1 or Fox? Uh, Fox? Yeah
1: fox property.
0: Yeah, I remember, I remember watching. It was, it was hell of a comeback. It was I mean, a Northwest, fun game. It was a fun game. Looked like Utah was going to blow them out, and here comes uh, uh, Northwestern. We'll take a timeout. Dylan Montz joins the program in Condon here until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Get the latest sports news and opinion all day from your home or office with Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play 1460 KXNO on iHeartRadio. That's Alexa, play 1460 KXNO on iHeartRadio. Guys,
1: Trey Condon here again. If you're tired of being on the sidelines of life, it's time to get back into it. Let's do it together. With New Leaf Wellness Centers for Men. Going on right now, you can get their food sensitivity test combined with their weight loss evaluation for 20% off. A great deal at New Leaf Wellness. They can help you in a lot of different areas. Testosterone replacement therapy as people age. And guys, the testosterone starts to go down. They can help you there. Migraine treatment, advanced weight loss, injection therapies. I've done the GAC and the mick. Help me lose weight, and they can help you too. Also, with Valentine's Day right around the corner, they can help you out. Going on right now, their Farmhouse Fresh skincare products. Looking for something nice for that special someone in your life. A free gift with a $15 purchase. Schedule your free consultation today, or just stop by New Leaf Wellness. They're over by Valley West Mall in West Des Moines, Moines, 3930 West Town Parkway. Or you can just give them a call, 515-650-1358. Make that call today. 650-1358 for your free, no-obligation consultation. And don't forget to tell them that Trent sent you.
0: KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. it's time to pay your bills with 1460 KXNO and EKG Golf. Text the keyword JOCK, J-O-C-K to 200 200 right now for your chance to win $1000 that's jock to 200 200 right now courtesy of 1460 EKXO and EKG golf for a chance to win $1000 message and data rate supply let's talk Iowa state and the Big 12 shall we Dylan Montz Ames Tribune Dylan Trenton Ken thanks for coming on uh how are you Dylan Montz
3: yeah, doing well, guys. I told Trent, I'm staying as
0: warm as possible, like everybody else is trying to. And yeah, uh, doing next, well. next week's about to get worse. Um, if apparently the, the temperature is even going to plunge further. Hey, real, real quick note on the Big 12. In particular, it looks like Texas. I don't know if you followed this story. USC's number one recruit, the prize of their recruiting class, a receiver, uh, Brew McCoy, who was all excited about uh, playing for Cliff Kingsbury his is his OC, um, is apparently flipping his, uh, is wants out of his uh, national letter of intent, and is going to do the right thing and let him out of that, but apparently he's headed to Texas, so Texas about to get, uh, uh, seemingly out of nowhere, a five-star jewel of the USC recruiting class fall into their lap. How about that?
3: Yeah, pretty remarkable, and I think um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Texas is bringing back Colin Johnson and lost little Jordan Humphrey to the NFL, right? So, I mean, this kid could come in and be a guy that could contribute right away, uh, conceivably. But it's kind of interesting. I, I, thought... I can't take credit for this, but I saw on Twitter somebody said, um, you know, basically now with the transfer portal and the NCAA, kids can kind of they can sign their letter of intent December and almost immediately enter their name in the portal, uh, and it's really kind of extends their their life as a recruit, um, so they're not as tied down. So it's kind of an interesting deal that we're we're in now. But uh, yeah, a heck of a get for Texas.
1: Oklahoma, on the other hand, is making some waves of their own. They'll have a new quarterback obviously next year with the departure of Kyler Murray. Any thoughts on Alex Grinch coming in and, and looking to do something on that Oklahoma defense?
3: Yeah, I think he's really well respected. Um, you know, I, he's kind of been one of those names that has kind of circulated around as uh, you know, maybe a guy that could put together some sort of really good defense He's obviously worked on some some good staffs in the past is at Ohio State. Um, but it's the kind of hire I think that makes sense with Lincoln Riley he kind of fits that mold he's a young guy Um, sounds like he's pretty innovative too so uh, it's probably a nice departure from what they've had kind of that new school thinking of defense and I I think it's a a good hire and it's going to be interesting to see what he can do and just um, you know a relatively short offseason to kind of right some of those wrongs because the, that group uh, needs uh, some drastic improvement.
0: Well, if it was up to me, the offseason would even be shorter, Dylan, but I don't get to make that decision. Um, you know, any news Iowa State football before we get into basketball? Um, a- anything happening this week? Uh, you know, it sounds like um,
3: some of the new coaches, Tom Manning, uh, Mac Pony, are starting to get back into town a little bit. And, um, you know, really it's just kind of getting out and, and seeing some of these 2020 recruits, you uh, Uh, I know I've seen different offers pop up on Twitter from some kids, um, but really that's kind of all it is right now. They're kind of in that in-between period, um, you know, not not quite into winter workouts or it's just, uh, you know, really kind of quiet on that front, but uh, really with the staff turnover, it's kind of, um, you know, given some interest to it. So I think right now it's just kind of getting everybody assembled and um, eventually getting uh, guys like pony and Manning out on the road.
1: Dylan, over to a little basketball, Iowa State with the long break, something they're not used to kind of this time of year. They've gone through it in the past, though, playing the big Monday game and then a wait until the weekend. Any idea what Prohm and company do with this extra time, something that you normally don't get over the course of a conference schedule, though they have a non-conference game, obviously, tomorrow?
3: Yeah, I think they probably have kind of, um, you know, with all the health issues they've had, they've probably gotten some guys off their feet a little bit, but I think really it's just kind of, um, you know, maybe gives them a time to tinker with with some of their their looks that they give. Maybe, again, we've talked about in the past, maybe this is a time where you could experiment with a different uh, starting lineup. Um, I know it's probably uh, a a little bit harder to to talk about Lindell Wigginson going into this starting Mm -hmm. lineup after the way Kansas game went, but I think this would be a time maybe if you were going to make that move, which I still expect them to do at some point, maybe this is the point where you do it, uh, a non-conference game on the road um, you know, coming off a, a game like Kansas, maybe that's what it needs to kind of give him a spark because they're totally gonna agree. be good down the stretch. So I, I think that's probably something to look at. And then I know they were kind of talking about their um interior defense, which has been you know, mostly good uh, through the season, despite some of the height deficiencies that they have. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, was was obviously not good at Kansas. So it's probably a co- combination of a few of those things.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Lawson is so athletic, and uh, uh, Cameron Lard had, had no answer for him. I, I'm I'm on the same page as you, Dylan. There's there's been a lot of talk. Well, you can't start Wigginston after as poorly as he played in Lawrence. I see it completely the opposite as we've talked over the last couple of weeks, I mean, this is an opportunity to get this. He's a better player than we've seen so far this year. And the only note, the only difference I can see without knowing if there's anything medical going on or, you know, anything going on with him personally is the fact he's coming off the bench. Uh, I think you start him in this spot and I would be, I wouldn't be a bit surprised uh, if we see him in the starting lineup tomorrow.
3: Yeah. And I think it's, You know, you talk about who does he start for. I still think it's Tyrese Halliburton. And, for a while, you know, yep. People, yep. Right, and people probably think that's crazy, but I think Halliburton's the kind of player um, and has the kind of skill set where coming off the bench or starting is not really going to affect what he does. With Wigginson, I think just uh, his driving ability, the way he kind of, you know, inserts himself in the offense, I think he needs to be out there from the get-go to really establish the flow and kind of get into things a little bit quicker. I think Halliburton can kind of come in and fill holes and and, you know, stretch the floor a little bit if he needs to and do some of those things. But I think Wigginson probably needs to be out there earlier if he's going to be effective just to kind of find his role within the offense early because that was the problem. Like if Kansas came in and he, he was trying to be assertive on on the, the floor, but I mean, he didn't come in until almost seven minutes were gone in the game. So some kind of rhythm had already been established and then you're just trying to pick it up late and, you know, maybe forcing things and it just doesn't work as well. So I think this is probably a time Again, where it's not going to impact the league race, where uh, you come in and, and see what he can do in the starting lineup.
1: So the big guys, we, we've seen Michael Jacobson play excellent all throughout the year so far this season. The other two guys, Cam Lard working his way back, and George Condit who's shown glimpses. In a perfect world, how do you divvy up those minutes?
3: Yeah, I think if in a perfect world Cam Lard uh, can play without fouling uh, a little bit more than he has. <laughs> Good luck so. with that. Uh, right. But I, I think. Uh, still got to play Jacobson uh, quite a few minutes just because he can show um, some of that mid-range game that he has and um, you know he's actually done a you know Kansas aside he's done a decent job kind of holding his own inside um, so I, I think probably you go with uh, Bard and, and Jacobson a little bit heavier uh, you know rotate them a little bit and then Conde can kind of come in and fill some minutes if there's foul trouble but I do like what he he gives them but just uh, his age I think you play him a little bit more sparingly, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it comes down to finding a way to, to play without fouling because, um, you know, it was it rendered almost ineffective uh, really against Kansas. So it, it's just kind of finding that balance. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what it is. We talked about Wigginton getting in there. Uh, maybe his rhythm has started, you know, from the jump, from the get-go. Um, I don't really know what it's going to take to get Bart into a rhythm because some nights – um, he can look really good, like Oklahoma State, and another nights like that. So it, it's hard to kind of say what what the remedy is uh, for him to play longer stretches.
0: Dylan Monts from the Ames Tribune is our guest. I, I read your colleague uh, Travis Hines' piece, and what my what my takeaway was it well, well, Prom didn't come out and you know completely poo poo this SEC Big Twelve uh, challenge in the in in late January, right in the middle of conference play. I I am starting to get the sense that maybe, you know, what what seemingly you couldn't get a coach to not badmouth it, but um, uh, you know, second guess it at all. I'm starting to get the sense that that these guys want this if they're if they're going to continue, let's do it. You know, November, December. It's I think it's a disruption right in the middle of conference play. I really do. And, and prom without um, you know coming out and definitively saying that. I my, my takeaway from Travis's piece is that's um you know that's kind of what he was saying without coming right out and saying it.
3: For a long time, coaches have said the right thing that it gives good visibility to the league while everybody else has been in conference. This is kind of a departure and kind of put attention on on both leagues, but. Yeah, I am I'm in agreement. I think it kind of does uh, provide a little bit of a distraction and, um, you know, can kind of take you out of the, the whatever rhythm, flow, whatever you want to call it. But I think um, this game probably is suited a little bit better in, you know, January, early December um, just because it can kind of give you a little bit more time there. You can kind of experiment there and not have to do it uh, when you're in the middle of a conference because, you know, conference is, is such a grind anyway, It's it's hard to kind of, Jump back out of it and then jump back in because styles are so different. And um, you know, it, it takes you out of a plan. Like this week is obviously, like we said, been kind of weird with obviously playing on the road on Monday um, and then going to play a non Big Twelve team on the road on Saturday. So it just is kind of um, you know takes attention away from the Big Twelve and, and probably something at some point um, coaches uh, wouldn't mind seeing change.
0: So I was, I thought I thought they played Tuesday. They're back on Monday. Wow. No, this, this past Monday. Oh, this past Monday. Gotcha. Yeah, right. Their, their next game is in Morgan, No, They host West Virginia, yes. right? Back-to-back back home games. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and
3: that's, that's on Wednesday. Actually. Okay.
0: Gotcha. I misunderstood. Dylan, have a wonderful weekend. We will uh, recap uh, with you on uh, Monday. Thank you for what you do for us, and uh, we'll read you. and Travis and the whole paper, aimstrib.com, aimstrib.com. Thank you, Dylan. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah, good to talk to you, Dylan Mons. On Iowa State. Matt Norlander, CBSSports.com, on college basketball. In about 15 minutes, Jason Symbol inside the numbers. We will go to Vegas. Going to give away some barbecue. Trent and I have another hour to go in our week as we take you right up until noon. We're glad you're with us. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.